Welcome back to the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services here in the Play MGM studios. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, Jordan Jenkins in the house. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, so man, good to see you. You knew that we were going to talk about video games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jordan's a huge video game guy. I've asked you this before, I think, but I want to refresh my memory and the audience's memory. What's the longest sitting you've had playing video games? It it's probably a sickening number. Oh, <laughs> uh, back in the day when I played World of Warcraft, still do every now and then with some people I know, but uh, it was like, I think I played for like 12 to 14 hours. Straight. But you can't pause the game, like get up, I want to brush my teeth, you know. Well, it's like maybe, well, I oh, no, that one doesn't count because I did get up and go leave the room or whatever. But Call of Duty-wise, I will say maybe about six to eight hours straight. This is no no food, no nothing, just you on the sticks. Well, no, nah, you got to bring the food with you. I got you. So you can you. just reach over there. Everything's within arm's reach. Snacking, though, like finger foods I'm sure we're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're an athletic guy who is constantly moving on the field or you're in the weight room getting after it. Don't you feel like... Oh man, I got I gotta get up. I gotta do something. No, nope, by stretching the chair. Yeah, pop the leg. <laughs> stretching the chair. Now, uh, what did your parents think about that when you were a kid? Were you always into gaming? Oh yeah, no, they hated the video. Well, they didn't hate it, but they knew I, all I did was play the video games. And uh, like I, I'd go out. Like if I wasn't outside, I was either getting in trouble, or I was outside, or I was on the video games. Wow. Or so, a combination of the three. So, so you were that kid that would just like be in his room, just on the sticks all weekend. Yes, and only because down in uh, the part of Georgia I'm from, it it takes a long walk to get to your neighbor's house or get to one of your boys' house. <laughs> and if you didn't have a car, then you pretty much were SOL because it's a long walk to your neighbor's house. Uh, but how was young Jordan uh, getting in trouble? How would you describe that? What can you share with us that you don't mind? Uh, being uh, told out there to the world. I remember back when I lived in Washington State, there was like a little, this little uh, patch of woods, and there's a new uh, suburbs getting developed on the other side, like the a different neighborhood. Like we, I was in Taylor Point. This place was called Deerfield or something like that. And we would sneak over to like the building site and take the wood and make uh, – like we made a treehouse <laughs> in the woods. Like there's like – some path you can go through from our side of the uh, neighborhood, go through the woods, and you'd be into the uh, other one. So we would just sneak through all there and make a big, big little treehouse upstairs. But somebody caught you on that one? Oh, yeah. Eventually, some of the guys, like some of the older guys, got caught. And then they're like, all right, we know you guys are in the woods. And like eventually, they just came down and just broke it down. Yeah, well, all right. Building a treehouse doesn't <laughs> seem too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if all kids can get in trouble doing that, we'll be a good well, neighbor. Well, I, I feel like nowadays. I mean, you, it'd be parents would be happy that their kids are getting out and doing stuff as opposed to being on their phones or maybe like Jordan playing video games. But wait, wait, I, I gotta know what was the video game that like first struck you where you were like, "Wow, this is fun! I could do this for six to eight hours." Um, it might be. Remember when it wasn't WWE Day of Reckoning? Uh, mm. that was a good one though. Back in uh, the GameCube days, but. Zelda The Wind Waker of course. on okay. the GameCube. I would play that all day. So was GameCube your first system or no? Actually, the Nintendo was. Okay. But I played, uh, whenever we go to my grandmother's house, we would play the Sega upstairs with my uh, older cousins and my older brother. 
And then we'd play the Super Nintendo sometimes going over the old relative's house or whatever. But the Nintendo was my first one. Did your grandma have the system or you bring it over there? Oh, no, no. It was already over there from uh, like when my dad was growing up, whatever. They had games. Like he used to play them every now and then. But we'd go upstairs. And, th- and there was like a room like no one would go in. Yeah. And my older brother would always mess with me and my sister and say like, oh, someone died in the back room. <laughs> and he would try, like, I'd love to go up there and play Sonic, and but I would hate doing it at nighttime because he would lock the door and leave, just leave me up there. But were you the kid that also had the the Game Boy or the PSP? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The PSP suck. I, I never had. All right, so no PSP, but you had the Game Boy. Was it the DS and the Advance was the more square one, the mm, more rectangular-looking like one? Game Boy Color was the one I had. The color. My older brother had the original Game Boy, and then – it was the uh, Game Boy Advance that had the light on it, mm-hmm. and then it switched to the DS. Oh no, no, no! It was uh, the DS was the one that flipped, right? Yeah, and then it went to like a 2DS or like a DS2 Some, yeah. that was wider and everything. And that's when I was like, "All right, I'm done." You mentioned <laughs> uh, the wrestling game. Did you do you watch wrestling to this day? Did he get into it when you were a kid? As nah, far as the was, characters are concerned, or not I, really? I was real big into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I was too actually. Yeah, that, that was the the prime time, like the good old days, and uh, like I had the old one, the NWO versus WCW with oh, Chris classic. Jericho on it, The Rock, Mankind, all the OGs, the Dudley Brothers, like Rowdy Roddy Piper was on it. Like that, that that's when I was really big into it and everything, and then. When I first moved to Georgia, like in 2007 or six, we went to uh, SmackDown and ECW event in Columbus, and actually, it's pretty fun. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the atmosphere like? Uh, I've always considered going to a SmackDown or Monday Night Raw or something. Mm-hmm. I've never gone, but I'm always curious what the atmosphere is like. It actually was pretty hype. Like, uh, and do you think like like someone when you hear the impact of the chair, you're like, oh crap! Like this dude really got hit in the back with this chair and it's just like you actually get to hear it and you can almost feel the feel some of the hits and feel some of the slams like that that uh hit the mat and everything we talked about it uh previously because your former outside linebackers coach of course was kg Ke- kg kevin green who participated mm-hmm. in the wcw himself would you ever consider jumping in to the squared circle, <laughs> if Jordan Jenkins was asked to make a guest appearance, nah, no, I, I, I couldn't do it. All I did always think, think about uh, doing uh, going into MMA, yeah, and then there's uh, we did sparring, uh, just not even just mount transitioning at Georgia one morning for like a summer, like a spring workout, and it was just five minutes of just transitioning back and forth. I said, yeah, I can't do this. It, it was miserable. It's got to be exhausting, right? Yeah, just throwing in kick. It was just ground and pound for like five, like five minute intervals, and it just bro, it, it was t- the worst training ever. Are you uh, an MMA fan to this date? Like, do you? Keep oh up yeah, with yeah. It? I watch. I don't watch it as much uh, as I used to before, but like with some a lot of the headliners that um fighting, I'll get into it and watch that one or whatever. And uh, like the last one I watched was Nate Diaz's last fight. Uh, he got in a little early. He got a little gash um that he was starting to make a good uh good little push towards the end but you want to see uh, a rematch of that fight oh oh yeah nate diaz and conor mcgregor would be uh that's uh that's one i'm still waiting to see too what do, what do you think about the notorious one conor mcgregor in terms of the way he goes about promoting because it's hard to tell with him what is really conor and mm. also what's the act because he's a master showman yeah i mean he's sort of just falling in the same uh 
footsteps as uh, Floyd Mayweather. Like Keo, he was the guy that just was uh, – he started the whole thing of uh, just promoting himself, like doing everything in-house and just being the little trash talk, your showboaty kind of guy. And he just sort of modeled himself after that. And it's, it's smart business-wise and everything. But then again, you see with him and Khabib and all the stuff, and like you don't know – like like you said, what stage, what's real, and it just the authentic, the authenticity. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't even authenticity. Know if I oh, there it is, authenticity. Yes, yeah, right. it's, it's a Monday, but uh, <laughs> it comes into question. Like you don't know if it's really him or if it's just a persona. Yeah, because you see him attacking buses sometimes mm-hmm. in Dublin. He was buying guys shots, I think. Yeah, and, and, he, hit the, and he hit the old man. He, and, hit, and the, he hit the old man, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you are a trained fighter. I don't care. I know Connor's. Probably yeah. a smaller man, probably in the probably 40s, can still take right? All I think EA just yeah. called Conor McGregor small. Uh, uh, listen, I don't want, <laughs> yeah. I don't want, a, I don't want a piece of him. He may be shorter, but uh, yeah. Yeah. guarantee he'd make my, all three of us that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you'd have a chance. Listen, I, yeah, but, but maybe if it was us three combined. No, yeah, I, if, if, if I miss a punch, it's it's over with because he, he's gonna grab it. Put I it know, in but he's considered a striker. You, uh, I'm sure you could uh, lay the lumber. Yeah, you know, I, I got some. Yeah, some man, big you got hands, big you know? hands. My my point is, if <laughs> when I hear about Conor McGregor in a bar punching an elderly man, a guy who's up there in age, I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, this guy's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, that is that that does come into question. But <laughs> there's some folks you just don't mess with. All yeah. right, so if you were to have a tag team and you had to choose one of your teammates to be your partner. Not necessarily because you like him, but because you think he'd be good in the ring. Who are you choosing? That's a good question. Uh, I would actually go with Nathan Shepard. Really? Solely because he's just freakishly strong and is unpredictable. And is <laughs> if anybody can take a couple punches, it's going to be Shep. Uh, un- unpredictable <laughs> on the field and off the field, Shep, you would say? Yeah, like I, I, I would – I would let Shep take all the punches and then go in there and do, uh, be the cleanup guy. Wow. So you're really throwing Shep to the wolves here in Pretty this scenario. Much. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I just could see Frankie Louvo coming off the top rope. For yeah. Oh, yeah. Frankie, right? Frankie would definitely be a Rey Mysterio <laughs> Yeah, type. yeah. Oh, I, I, Rey Mysterio was my guy. I Actually, loved Rey Mysterio. One of the hard, he'd be a Matt Hardy. Okay. Uh, That's yeah. what he would be. Yeah. Matt Hardy. Yeah, a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Ba- Bash would probably be – like uh, Bash would be great with the microphone, I think. Yeah, he might be a Ric Flair type, or <laughs> oh. maybe, maybe HBK. Maybe. You're gonna give Bash HBK? I can see it, a little sweet chin. Yeah, Le- I think Le'Veon Bell would be interesting in, in one of those. Oh yeah, spots. He, yeah, that, that that is a good toss up there too. You know, mm-hmm. I guess uh. Le'Veon's a he's a showman. Who, who's the guy you don't want as your partner? Let's put it that way. Too. Ooh, that's a tough one. Henry Anderson. <laughs> okay, I can see that. I, uh, Henry. But why? Why can you see that? He's just unproportionate, and he always falls. No matter <laughs> what we're doing, he's always falling, and when he falls, he exaggerates. Watching him fall is is just like watching. Are you him. calling Henry a flopper? Yes, Henry's a flopper, and he just. When he falls, it's just a, it, an unnecessarily awkward fall. Like, it, it's I couldn't have him. We'd get we'd get trash talked about so much, and it just me and Henry are just don't we can't work together. Okay, all right. So we you actually talk- ride on the plane side by side together too. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> 
right. Listen, uh, you talked about Washington State before. You traveled uh, throughout your childhood and not necessarily just stopping by for vacation. Mm. What, what was it like being part of a military family, and what did that provide you as far as experience-wise? Uh, during while it was going on, it was kind of rough, you know. Every like, sometimes it's every two years you move. Sometimes it's three years you move, and it's like you never really had like a true like you didn't really have a true identity growing up. Cause it's like, oh, well, lived in was born in Texas. Nine months later, moved to South Carolina. A year and a half later, moved to Alaska. Stayed there for two and a half, three years. Moved to California, lived there for like maybe three or something years. Moved to Washington, lived for five, and then finally got to Georgia and stayed there for a little while. But it's uh, as a kid, it's tough because you don't really like you don't have any long-lasting relationships, not relationships, but friendships. Sure. And my sister was more outgoing. I was more quiet. Like quiet. Like I was smart and gifted athletically. She was also kind of gifted athletically, and she smart, but she's just lazy at times. But she was the more outgoing, uh, one of the family. Like she was always into music. Was always, she's the social queen or whatever. What's the difference in ages between you two? She's a year and ten months older. Okay. Mm. And uh, she was she was a grade ahead of me in school. My mom got tired of paying for daycare and sent me to school early, <laughs> and they never questioned the age because the size. But looking back now as an adult, um, it definitely uh, it, it was it sort of defined who I am now because I go in all those different places. Uh, you get to interact with different types of people and see different types of cultures and you know how to relate to someone that's maybe not the same as you, like someone that doesn't have the same mindset as you. You know how to relate, you know how to talk to different types of people and how to interact and how to go along with people at the same time. Did you say, I I don't want to let this slip by, did you say that you... Your age was not questioned because of your size as a kid. Yeah, I was all I was a little bit tall, like, uh, and I was supposed to be in the class. I was supposed to graduate high school in 2013, but my mom started me in uh, like preschool and kindergarten early because she didn't want to pay for daycare. Right. And, I, and like I was, like, I think I just maybe, maybe was like a day or two short of the threshold. Like, cause oh, I, okay. I, I graduated high school when I was 17. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So what? How old were you when you graduated college? Uh, I just turned twenty-one. You had just turned twenty-one. Mm, yep. So yeah, you're really young. Yeah. So what? Uh, your dad's retired military. Now, yeah, right? twenty-two years in the army. What did he finish this? He was just about to be promoted to sergeant major, so uh, he finished right there, right right there. He was just about to be promoted, and he and then just like, all right, I'm uh, just gonna call it. I'm. Uh, retired so we can be in the same high school, middle school, and just be in one place for our older, older, older childhood years. So, what did you take from him in terms of um, his influence? <laughs> it, how much are you guys on the other end of the spectrum different? Um, he might have been more uh, gifted, like finesse wise, like he uh, and um, I guess. Like speed wise, like he he well, he was a tight end, linebacker, and um back in his day, where did he play? Uh, he actually played at Colorado State for a year, and then messed up his neck, and then joined the army, and then when he was stationed in Germany, he wasn't supposed to play, but got on and uh, played in Germany in the leagues over there for a little while. Okay, but um I got uh I got a lot of discipline. I learned uh respect and discipline from him, and 
pretty much just being a tough guy and and our family like you never back down from no one you don't take nothing from no one if you're being wrong say something about it and if you lose a fight you keep coming back to them until you don't want to fight you no more and uh but uh he was uh in his age like uh I was a tackle I was a nose guard and right tackle all the way up until uh college and then like high my senior year high school was a right tackle and defensive end really yeah and like how how big were you then I came into high school like 185 pounds and then left 257 well wow yeah, we had a pretty good uh like he honestly could have been uh a collegiate strength coach if he would hire uh if he got a speed guy to go with him cuz uh like he we did all the like we were doing olympic lifts my when I was 14 years old like summer going into high school we were getting our bodies trained to do like power cleans, like cleaning snatch, um cleaning old well, cleaning jerk and then snatch and all the other stuff and we would always train like uh Excuse me. We'd always do uh, like flexibility stuff to strengthen the bodies, and then after every like, I got on. I want. I needed to gain weight and gain muscle, so I'd eat like five eggs with a protein shake in the morning before school, and then I'd have like first block or second block weight training. And after that, our coach would make us have like it, we. It's like a triple decker peanut butter sandwich just with no jelly and crunchy peanut butter, and you'd have to eat that after your lift and then go to lunch, but. Uh, yeah, a protein shake and a triple decker peanut butter sandwich before you went to lunch. But did you lift with your dad? Huh? Did you lift with your? Oh dad? no 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 no! It was it was at the high school. Yeah, I know. But uh, did you ever like outside of school? You and your pops get after it in the weight room or no? Uh, sometimes. But he had that uh, neck surgery back yeah. in two thousand four, two between two thousand four and six. So he couldn't really do a lot of the stuff. But uh, he was always there for like some of the like we. Go outside and might throw some throw some, uh, the baseball around a little bit back in the day, or we just do like some position stuff. When you're putting on the amount of weight that you did in high school, you have to have five eggs and a protein shake, peanut butter, triple decker sandwiches, and then go eat lunch. Isn't it like sickening the amount oh, yeah, of food no, that it, you consume? It definitely sucked. Like having if you had first lunch at, at, uh, at my high school and you had second block weight training, you pretty much were screwed because you just Finished working out. You just drank a protein shake. Like sometimes a lot of guys don't like eating after they just finished working out because it's just like, ah, I'm not really hungry. And then mm-hmm. you don't eat and it messes up the muscle gain or the possible muscle gain that you could have got. But, I mean, half the time I just like, all right, drink the protein shake, like eat half the sandwich. Or Sometimes guys would like take a couple bites, throw it away. But most of the guys are really committed. They just eat it and then get something at lunch and be like, all right, I'm not hungry, but I got to eat it anyway. Were you recruited to UGA? To play outside linebacker? Yeah, Coach Grantham uh, wanted us, uh, wanted me to play outside linebacker, and he was like, Justin Houston's the guy that we see you being like a similar mold to. And at the time, he was like 265 or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I kind of see that. Like I was two, or at the time, like in all the norms, it was like you're too short to be a true defensive end, and you're not big enough really to be a true defensive end, and you're too big to be uh, a true linebacker in college or whatever. Then it was like I was just the, the tweener build. And yeah. Coach Grant was like, well, in our defense, you'd be like the sandbacker. And, uh, I mean, it pretty much was the same um, as what uh, same as what it was uh, the last two or three years here. Okay. Yeah. So you talked about all the different places that you grew up. Did you start playing football when you were in Georgia, though? Or did you have to, like, start in 
one uh, one state, mm. play a little bit, then move, then continue playing in another state? Like, how did that affect your football career as a kid? Uh, actually, uh, my dad really hates it because uh, he went to uh, – uh, I think I forgot. I can't remember. It might have been a uh, sergeant major school or some school he had to go to for the army in El Paso, Texas. Um, well, if I rewind, um, my start to football. I didn't want to play football. I was a soccer player and I was playing soccer, baseball, and basketball. And we're in Washington. My dad's like, "Oh, grab your soccer cleats. We're gonna take you to a soccer camp." Only thing is, when we get there, it's not a soccer camp. It's football. And uh, I'd played flag football the year before. I was like, all right, it's kind of dope. This was in third grade. And then fourth grade, we go to the camp, and he's like, all right, get out. And then I'm like, no, I'm not getting out. I was a stubborn little kid. Did he play a fast one on you by saying that it was Oh, sad? yeah, no, he, he pulled a fast one yeah, on me okay. for real. All right. And uh, <laughs> he's like, all right, you can either sit in the car or get out there and, and go learn football. And I sat in the car for like 10 minutes. I said, bump, he's already out there. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit in the car all day. Got out, first day. I had fun, but I didn't want him to show it. I was like, no, nah, I ain't have fun. I don't even like it. And then <laughs> slow as dirt that year. Like, me and it was – I was a uh, – I think I was a right guard at the time, and it was me and this other Russian kid would always be the last two guys in every sprint we had to do. And then he also part-time coached that league. And then fifth grade came around, he coached again, got a little faster, started understanding things a little bit better, and uh, had, had a good time. Like, he would purposely make me late to practice – because we would have – if you were late, you had to bear crawl the field, down and back, 100 yards. <laughs> That's rough. So yeah. when you knew you're getting your stuff together and your dad's like, yeah, I'm not ready to go yet, and, and you know you're coming to practice late. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you have a lot of arguments in the car or what? Oh, man, it'd be quiet. Like, I'd just be like, man, you know I'm going to be late, <laughs> and I know you're not going to tell the other coaches. Yeah, I mean, it was my fault. But, no, nah, it's like uh, he knew. He was like, oh, coach your son. Nah, you, you don't get off easy. You got to go do your bear crawls. So, so at, what age did, at, at what age did it change for you from being forced to actually admitting that you like it? Obviously, mm-hmm. now you're on the professional level. It's pretty remarkable considering that you were literally forced to play football. I, yeah. can't, I can't really imagine you playing soccer. I got to be honest. Maybe yeah, it's no. just because I'm looking at, at you now. <laughs> Maybe I, it's like a center fullback or something. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine you running around mm. a soccer field kicking. Yeah, no, it was pretty fun back uh, in, in my soccer days. But uh, I actually didn't play in sixth grade because uh, my dad, like I told you, my dad went down to, um, I think it was Sergeant Major Academy or something like that. And whatever, it's some training I had to get in El Paso, Texas. And it was, he had to be there for like eight months out of the year. And I knew my mom wasn't going to make me play football and um, because he was gone. And I just remember them just arguing on the phone. And my mom was saying, oh, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. I didn't play football in sixth grade. Then moved to Georgia. And first year we go, uh, I try for the team, get cut in seventh grade, and then come back out in the, uh, for the spring team in seventh grade, going into eighth grade year. They, uh, a couple of the coaches asked me, like, did you try out um, – in the fall, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I tried out. Uh, I remember getting cut, and uh, to this day, that was, that was one, one of the funnest years of my life. Didn't have to play anything. I got cut from the basketball team, too, that year. Oh. Didn't play a single sport in seventh grade. That's like a Michael Jordan story here. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like didn't didn't play not one sport. I got cut from basketball and football, and I didn't know how all the baseball programs worked down in Georgia. So 
How many? I so didn't you, play. So you mentioned your sister before. How how many siblings? And, and what did your mom do? Did she raise you guys, or was she working as well? What, oh no, you? she uh she worked with Social Security. Yeah. And uh, as a uh, claims representative, so both family members in the government. So you know they uh they know all about us. There's no uh line to get Pell Grant back in college. <laughs> that was uh. Something we couldn't do. And she must have been uh, tremendously adaptable because that's not easy to be the wife or spouse of a, a military uh, person because a lot of times these sacrifices are amazing. You know, whether you're overseas or you're moving throughout the country in terms of being stationed at, at a certain place just for a couple of years, and you guys are a family who just get up and move. Yeah, that's something our family's uh, gotten really used to is just traveling around a lot of places. Like, we uh, – well, first off, my mom, she's a tough woman, tough, smart, uh, not one to cross because uh, she's gifted in the words and she's gifted in uh, knowing – she knows how to get under your skin. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. she's winning every she's winning every argument. Like, she's uh, hard-headed just like me, and she's a tough little nut to crack. But um, we would – like, we – when we left Washington State to come to Georgia, we drove an excursion. Me, my sister, my brother, he's six five, sister is six foot. I was six one at the time. I had just passed her up. Uh dad's six three. Mom's like I think five eight, five nine. Right. Maybe five. Five seven, eight or nine, one of the three. But all of us all in the excursion with all our stuff from Washington State, dr- driving across the country was uh pretty fun, uh Pretty fun trip. How many days? Took about a week. Like, we stopped here and there. Like, the Four Corners stopped there. Stopped at some little touristy spots on the way. But it was a long ride with a lot of stops. And I would always get car sick as a kid. And, uh, like, anytime, anything, anytime I drank anything with red dye in it, I would just start throwing up in the car. But red dye? Yeah, it was something weird with me as a kid. Like, I just couldn't drink red dye and be in the car. Like, So, you dislike red Gatorade now? I I tend not. That's also why I tend not to drink red Gatorade. It's because I like it doesn't affect me now, but I always right. have the flashback. Like even at sporting events, sometimes I drink red Gatorade and I'd either catch cramps or I just start throwing up or whatever. Really? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Is that something yeah. you guys often talk about at family uh, reunions or get-togethers when everybody's together? Because you just said that it's such a impact on you that you just think yeah. about that that move specifically from washington to georgia mm-hmm. in that week well just about uh oh yeah that and all the stops and uh me like i get cars to get like even now like if i'm in the back seat whatever in the car trip that's over an hour i'm just like nah i gotta i gotta stop or i gotta like i go to sleep in every car trip now all right well i i got something for you speaking of cars forgot about this ea probably did too but we had avery on Earlier this yeah. year, yep, uh, and he has a new shiny Jeep, apparently. Yeah, I've been in it. Have you? Yeah, no, you haven't. Really? Yeah, we shot a feature with him in, in the summer, but uh, regardless, yeah. unfortunately, that, that's a rough ride. Let me tell you something. Unfortunately, it's beautiful, but it's rough. Unfortunately, we asked him who he would not let drive, and he said you. Oh, see, I'm a point A point B driver, and. Me, me being like my mom, if you're driving bad, I'm gonna let you know you're driving bad. <laughs> so, like, uh, I Avery didn't tell you I drove Avery around for during the bye week when I stayed up here and got uh, treatment when I was out for the calf, 
and uh, he couldn't drive at the time, so he had to ride with me. And it was at, like we went to treatment at like six in the morning or like seven in the morning, and there's some there's this one group of guys in the morning just try cutting me off, and I've got like a light bar on my truck with spotlights on the bottom. So I mean, when they get cut on, they're insanely bright. And these guys cut me off. I said, oh, okay, you want to cut me off? Switch one, switch two. Flashed oh. the heck out of those guys. And then went around them and got around. And they was in the car. And I, he was like, what were you doing? I was like, hey, don't cut me off. See, I like that. Yeah, no. Because otherwise. I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. If you don't let people know they're driving bad, they're going to continue to drive bad. Before we let you go, I just have one question for you about the salute to service month, week in the NFL, depending on mm-hmm. the team or whatever. Does it have different meaning to you? Like, does it go through your mind, or is it just, are are you more just appreciative that the NFL does something like Salute to Service Month? Well, I always uh, always take great pride in that because uh, being a military brat, like, you go through certain struggles that not a lot, not a lot of other kids go through. Like, it's sometimes a stricter household, different different standards, and it's just you just have more respect for the authority figure, and just when you see like uh, it's just all the the salute service thing just means more. Like I uh, think about my dad, think about all the other uh, all the other military families, like living on base and just experience that we've had, and it's just such an honorable thing to me. Like I always try and play harder in uh, in those games. Well, it, I don't have to play hard. It just gets me more amped up. Like I don't have I don't have to do a lot to get hyped for that game. And then any any time they have like army pins or army stickers, I always try and grab the army pin or like army flag to take out. Just or the, the, uh, don't you have the, the towel too in salute service? Mm-hmm. Camo towel. Yeah, because I'll always try and get uh any time they have anything. I always try and get army because army is the best one. Oh, sorry well, Air about, Force, uh, sorry that? Navy, go it, army. Uh, well, my uh, uncle was a, a former lieutenant colonel himself in the army he's passed he's passed but he served in vietnam and korea and uh he he would echo those sentiments if he were here i right I, now. I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say well my family's navy family uh, or something like no, that no no um the one thing about living on base did you live on base at all those stops or no uh in alaska we lived on base and South well, South Carolina. I'm not sure. I was too young. Yeah. Alaska, we definitely lived on base. It was just like there's a neighborhood, and a lot of some, a lot of sometimes it's in like duplexes or whatever. And sure. it's like in random. It felt like we were in a random neighborhood in the middle of nowhere, like a neighborhood, a town, and then just wilderness everywhere. And then California, we we're on base. Washington State is when we stopped living on base, and then uh, moved out and got like two. I think we lived in uh, Tacoma and then Spanaway, and then but we didn't live on base after after Washington. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna let you go play some video games now. We appreciate yes, you sir. coming on the official Jets podcast powered by AWS again here in the Play MGM studios. Real quick, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, SoundCloud. Google Play, I think that's about it. You drive safe. Don't cut them off. Either if you see a big yeah. truck that has spotlights, and if you, you don't, might get don't the one, Ford Raptor. you might get the two. Jordan Jenkins is going to become looking for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like the, like the rhyme there. Okay. We'll see you next week. <laughs>